I never listen to John Moore. Rennie is the best part. <laughs> the following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. Welcome to this listener-supported, listener-produced episode 346 of I Doubt It with Dalamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dalamore. And sitting across from me, that lovely and talented lady that everybody loves, my beautiful co-host, Brittany Page. The survivor, you should say. <laughs> the survivor. Oh, the survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Now, let, let's let, let's talk about this because, of course, we can't avoid it. Everybody's asking. Yeah. Constant messaging, constant emails and voicemails asking about how it was. So well, let's address a couple things. First... We did do the Packy P-A-Q-U-I chips, one chip challenge. Mm-hmm. Did a video yesterday evening and posted it early this morning. It was done last night at about 1 a.m. But we started, we did it right at 9, I think. We got started at 9, 9.15. Yeah, I arrived and you had set the scene with the mugs placed to be filled with milk yeah and the chips in their proper place and uh i felt as though i couldn't back out at that point (laughs) i'm listen let me say i really appreciate you showing up i was scared and uh, i was terrified it's one you don't like to be on camera anyway it's not your thing you know so when you when you agreed to do it i was giddy to yeah. say the least. And then when you actually went through with it, mm-hmm. I was uh, pretty happy. Yeah. Well, I was afraid of the chip. Well, let's explain <laughs> what the chip is. Okay. It's covered in... Carolina Reaper chili dust. Yes. Which is, at this point right now, it's officially still mm-hmm. until this next pepper comes out. The pepper X or something. Yeah. It is the hottest, Guinness World Record, hottest chili pepper on the goddamn planet. So listen... If a jalapeno, if it fucks you up, don't consider this. No. If a habanero ruins your day, yeah. That's a habanero compared to this is like eating a bell pepper. Yeah. I mean, it's I would agree. really not a lot. And I you do eat. I eat habaneros like a whole habanero on a sandwich or a hot dog or a piece of pizza. Yeah. I like spicy food. Yeah, I do too. Not to you, that degree. And you. Showed up. But I can handle spice at a a greater level, I would say, than... Than a normal laid? Than the average... <laughs> I would say I'm just teasing. the average person, yeah, I, I, I would I say. I agree with Well, one, you eat my cooking a lot. Yes. And to do that, you kind of have to be a trooper. You have to either acclimate or eat plain rice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. So these chips, they come in a... A little coffin, and they are individually sealed because it is just one single chip. That's right. The one chip challenge. Yeah. And we had Drew over. If you haven't watched the video, it's me, Jesse, Drew, 
eating the chip. It's on the Facebook page and then also on my YouTube channel. Yeah. That, listen, by now, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you should just flip the podcast off because that is uh, abject disloyalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, let's just, let's just go with my uh, perspective first. Yeah. So I, (laughs) I was suffering a lot. It was extremely painful. It was so painful. Every time I tried to talk, my mouth was like, no, stop doing that. You cannot talk. Well, it's also, you're trying to talk, but you have to focus on not losing your mind yes i wanted i was trying to not get up and run away that's what i was focused on i was focused on not crying and not getting up and run away and the crying was really involuntary my eyes just started to fill with tears me too because it was it was so painful i mean it wasn't even when i eat something spicy i'm like oh this is hot it didn't even feel like hot. It just felt painful. Yeah, it's like when you hit your hand with a hammer or you slam your finger in a ca- cabinet. Yeah. That first like half of a second of ah crazy crazy pain. It's that but sustained. Yeah, for 30 minutes. Yeah, you're right. That's how long it lasted. Yeah. Cuz after we ended the the filming, I kept saying, how long is this going to be like this? <laughs> yeah. Um, the milk was not helping unless I kept it in my mouth, but then it started to essentially boil. Um, Drew did a pretty good goddamn job. Drew was taking care of biz. Because I'm like, like trying to breathe in air. But you also ate three, which yeah, is but that's, insane. Yeah, it wasn't. We'll talk about that. It's bad. Well, I guess we're here. We'll talk about it now. Um, Drew did do a good job yeah. of oh. just kind of being stoic and I don't know if he's meditating through or focusing on the pain and really mindfulness. Yeah. Being mindful in a moment. Uh, but he, he did. It's pretty amazing. Maybe just focusing on the sweat. I do want to say before you talk about your experience that I, I did feel lightheaded afterward. Mm. I stood up. There was and a moment for me too. I had to kind of sit down because I felt dizzy and <laughs> it was... It was something I probably would not repeat. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm glad that I experienced it, I guess, and yeah. survived it. And people are getting enjoyment out of it. So, you know, people are commenting, saying that they were laughing at how tortured my face was. And <laughs> I'm happy that I brought some joy to, yeah, to your day. Funny. Well, for me, because I did eat three yeah. of these chips that sent you guys into bad headspace. Yeah, it was bad times. And I one would have been, I think, totally fine. Three was actually totally fine until so we finished, you know, with five minutes. We only shot for maybe eight minutes total. Yeah. yeah. And I put out, I don't know how long the video was, but not no longer than 10 minutes was, was the, were the cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, we were done by no later than 940. Yeah. At about 12.30, <laughs> while the video was rendering, this while it was exporting. Tum time story. It wasn't even a tum time. And it was, I mean, it was a sour tum. Uh-oh. My tum was... Grumbly. Not, no, not grumbly. Just like like I'd been stabbed in the stomach with a knife. Like something oh, was going on. It okay. was just like pain. Like, yeah. like, like burning. Like a burn, burning. Yeah, yeah. Like burning, Brittany. Mm. You know, like a burning tum. Yeah. 
Not not churny, like not like needing to poop or anything. Okay. That came later. So anyway, <laughs> so about twelve thirty or so. Mm-hmm. You know when you have to you you're like, uh, oh, if only I could puke, I would feel better. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. You just had to puke. No, it was I don't want to puke because I oh. know what that's gonna be like puking up now this is great radio here uh puking up um carolina reaper because it's gonna be like a dragon you're just gonna be yeah fire yeah coming I'm, out. I'm one of uh khaleesi's dragons yeah with uh, the carolina reaper puke yes so so you I didn't, didn't want puke. to i didn't want to but uh my body decided yeah we're we're booting this we're getting this shit out of here yeah yeah and i i retched and puked for i don't know five or seven eight minutes mm-hmm. and i'm also i don't know if there i've heard people who are like 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 quiet pukers <laughs> yeah like cutesy puking is that a yeah, thing yeah maybe cutesy puker mm. oh their puking is so cute i'm uh i'm not that guy no mine is violent and aggressive <laughs> and there was you know it's coming out of every hole that it can in my face which includes my nose uh-huh and then my sinuses are filled with carolina reaper puke no good. Yeah, that sounds so bad. That was the most painful thing to where I'm like in trying to snort in cold water from the bathroom sink to flush, just flush it out of there. Yeah. So what you're saying is no good. You man. highly recommend. Yeah. Three chips. No good. And honestly, these are just chips. They are the size of a regular chip. It, that's what's funny, too, is, you know, I have my dedicated assholes who follow me on YouTube and yeah. you know, call me fat ass and Dolly Moron and whatever, all those jackasses. So clever. But it, yeah, they're very clever, very yeah. creative individuals. So anyway, it's very funny that they're like, of course, you ate three times more. <laughs> it's, it's three. It's like eating three Doritos. Yeah, they're the size of a Dorito. It's not like, oh, you're going to eat a whole chicken. I'll eat three whole chickens. <laughs> yeah. It's a Dorito. Well, also, imagine that, though. <laughs> imagine how much damage yeah. three little chips did to you. I mean, right. that is how powerful the spice is yeah. on these yeah, chips. Yeah. And then they are covered in that dust. When I put it in my mouth, it just dried up Listen, immediately. We, you know that, that that's, uh, smoked ghost pepper flake that we have that I use on ramen and everything? Mm-hmm. You've eaten that. That's, yeah. that's pretty hot. That's nothing compared to this, and that's ghost peppers. Yeah, this... that is that is. Not, I could eat a, a teaspoon of that, yeah. and have nothing like I had last night. And when I said I couldn't talk, it was every time I tried to talk on the underside of my tongue in the back of my mouth. Yeah, like where the tongue connects to the bottom of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. it was just. It was as though I was stabbing like a screwdriver under there every time I tried to talk. <laughs> So there was times where I was like trying to talk shit to you and it was, no, it was not going to happen. So that's all I have to do. Yeah. Shove a chip right in my face. <laughs> that's covered in Carolina Reaper chili dust. Yeah. And I'm done. Done. Well, I listen, we'll, we'll end it here. Go watch the video. It, it was good. I want to give a disclaimer as well, because I don't feel as though my GMO comments came across as sarcastic and they were supposed to be sarcastic. No, they did come across. Okay, I hope people don't think I'm anti-GMO and think that GMOs are healthier than uh, no, none. No, I think the, the joke I, I kind of covered because it it we didn't rehearse anything. Yeah, I was so nervous. Was, I like there was, was going no, along like, with whatever. Oh, there was no take two. It was 
okay, we're rolling. Blah, blah, blah. We yeah, did it. I was going along with whatever was said because yeah. I was so nervous. I wasn't really listening to what anyone was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So go watch the video. Uh, there was something else I was going to say, but it it, 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 it it broke free. So I, I don't know. The other thing is, and this is a story we didn't get to last time, and it is a story that I tell because it happened to me, but we've had a, a listener... I said in the Dollamore discussion, listener discussion group on Facebook, someone posted um, a men's warehouse commercial that I was in. Yes. For you new listeners, this is not how the show normally goes. I keep saying that a lot. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is now how the show goes, just whatever. But uh, we had another listener say, well, if Jesse explains this, I'm going to be a Patreon supporter. Yeah. So how can I, how can I deny... Uh, the promise, he actually even wrote it out like it was a contract or something. Yeah. He says it needs to be at least five minutes, the story. All right. Well, we're right at 13 minutes right now, so that's good. Well, I was in a men's warehouse commercial, and I guess a little bit of the behind the scenes is what was funny about it is I was wearing clothes from Ross that still had the tags on them. They wouldn't let me take the tags off, which led me to believe they're going to bring them back. Wait, they gave you the clothes from Ross? Or you showed up wearing clothes from Ross? No, 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 no. The clothes I'm wearing in the commercial wasn't my wardrobe. They gave me clothes to wear. Oh, okay, from Ross. Yeah, Okay. because the the element or the, the narrative of the commercial was, I'm this fucking slob who doesn't know how to dress, and his girlfriend's just fed up with it and pissed off. I mean, why'd they cast you in that role? Well, we just showed, I didn't know what the role was going to be until we all showed up and they're like, okay, you're going to, you're going to be this. You're going to, because I thought I was going to be like a, like a, 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 a businessman or something. It was a failed joke. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. But you were a biz, you, you thought you no, would no, be we're, a businessman. We're going to let you, we're going to let you stew a little bit what? in your shitty I joke. I had been steal, stewing this whole time as you uh, responded as though it was serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel awkward. I survived a Carolina Reaper chip. So So anyway, I got the whatever they chose me for this. What am I going to say? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That doesn't agree with my creative vision for this work. So yeah, okay, whatever. They, they I go over to wardrobe, which is just another side of a conference room in a hotel in Hollywood. And uh, they give me these clothes that don't fit. That are very small for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, this isn't, no, this, I'm not uh, a medium. It's like a really, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an extra, I'm a double X now. I was an extra large then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, no, no, that's going to be good. That's what we want. I, <laughs> I, even at the time I had a beard that I just started like growing a beard. Yeah. And I, I don't like having a beard. It's not my fan. I'm not a giant fan of the beard. Yeah. Other people like the beard, so I have the beard. Yes. You like the beard. Everyone likes the beard. Anyway. <laughs> Read the YouTube comments. Everyone everyone likes the beard. Grim, Grim Reaper coming up. So I uh, put on the clothes. I found out what it was going to be, that I was going to be this, this slob who didn't know how to wear clothes. Mm-hmm. And then in the commercial, I think the girl who was in the commercial with me mm-hmm. was like in the marketing department for Men's Warehouse. She was like the director of marketing or something. Yeah. So she and, could cast herself in the commercial. That's right. Yeah. So we we walk along. We were in some area down in Culver City. And they just told us, 
just look like you're having a fight. Look like you're not happy with one another. Uh oh. And so we just talked about is this as we were walking, it was several takes. How are we supposed to look? And no, here's what you should do shake your head like you're pissed off. And we just did it. And then the next day, we shot the other part of it, which is her shoving me, shoving me in the back into mm-hmm. the into the men's warehouse to get suited up. Yeah, so you look better. So you dress. Yeah, so it's like, oh, slob guy. Now he's well-dressed guy. Because of men's warehouse. Yeah, right. So there's really not much to tell. I mean. Okay, well, I don't know if you are going to meet Chris's requirements here. (laughs) But one of the requirements to uh, have him become a, a Patreon supporter is that I am somehow uh, commenting on the story. So here's my contribution. Is it Domino's? It's Domino's. <laughs> so you were staying in a hotel in LA. A nice hotel, the Renaissance. Yeah, it's no longer a hotel anymore, but it was nice. Really? I don't think so. Hollywood and Vine right there, or Hollywood and Highland. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we decided to order a pizza and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just call down and like see uh, if they can it was tell late me what's at night. open. Yeah. Because all the cast, quote unquote, had gone out to a bar that night. Yeah. And I had a you know, little bit to drink and yeah. we wanted to eat some pizza. So I called and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, here's the number for Domino's. And <laughs> that's what I heard. And I said, oh, okay, great. So I call Domino's. And order the pizzas, and they deliver them. Two shitty medium pizzas show up. And they say, that'll be $40. <laughs> and I look at the receipt, and it's Domino's. Domino's. Not Domino's. Yes. And they charged me $40. Right. By the way, not in business anymore. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I should have rejected the pizzas and said, this is false advertising. This is bullshit. (laughs) And I am not paying for this. I think I was asleep before maybe the pizzas even got there. Yeah, the two pizzas were for me. And I (laughs) was so pissed. Yeah, not not a good time. Yeah, so that was a complete ripoff. So yeah, not 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 a big actor, not a commercial guy. But you know. But you'll take it when... You get it. Well, wow, yeah. I will take it when I can get it. But uh, I think I think maybe if I had any influence mm-hmm. over the whole men's warehouse organization, yeah. it would be to change the slogan. Not you're going to like the way you look or whatever it is, but goddamn, I look good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that would be a little catchier. Yeah. Probably wouldn't take off in the South so much. Um, Probably not. But uh, eh, a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's the story. There is the story. There you go, Chris. So let's move on with our regularly scheduled program. We actually have six different voicemails. So this might end up being a listener feedback extravaganza because we also have some emails. Let's start with Eric. Hi, I got it with Dalimore. My name is Eric. Um, I live out in the Midwest. I was just... Wondering about after this Vegas tragedy, do you kind of feel as though when I watch or see the segments from Fox News that they're just grasping for straws as how to this happen? Because you're talking about a network that just 
always feels as though they're the victim with their war on Christmas. When, you know, somebody with a Muslim name had done this, that here I go again, we're the victims. That they had somebody who was supposed to be in their demographics shooting people in their demographic for a news show, if you call it that. What's your take on it? I, I just kind of feel as though the Brian Kilmeads and those on there just just don't know how to make sense of it all. Thank you, and uh, Brittany's the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. I have thought for many years now, I guess I can say many years now, that uh, Fox News is really in the business. Excuse me. Fox News is really in the business of manufactured outrage. For years and years, when they first started in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was about um, the war on Christmas, like Eric mentioned. And uh, it has moved on to other topics that are, you know, hot-button issues in the culture war. But I believe, and I may be wrong, I probably could be persuaded if given evidence, but I don't know that it's out there, that the Fox News has perpetuated the culture war. They see certain issues that will take off, and they stoke that fire. And that's not a way, listen, every one of these cable news outlets has their problems, CNN included. Mm-hmm. But Fox News appeals to the worst of us. I don't believe the other networks do. The other networks are certainly uh, culpable relative to the, the election of Donald Trump and all that that entails. But they don't appeal to the worst in us. Yeah, I think it also um, depends on who you're talking about at the network. And sure, sure. I know that I've talked about this a lot, but I believe that there are certain people on Fox that are good at their at their job. And um, that would be Shepard Smith, Brett Baer, Chris Wallace. Um, I'm less bullish on Brett Baer, but I think he is more of a straight newsman. Yeah. Chris Wallace, for sure. And also, I like John Roberts, their White House correspondent. Yeah. He's a guy who holds Sarah Huckabee Sanders' feet to the fire. Yeah, he actually, not to um, go off topic, but he actually did something funny at the press conference where John Kelly was taking questions. And John Kelly said, I'm not so frustrated in this job that I'm thinking of leaving. And John Roberts said, so you're frustrated? (laughs) (laughs) You're not so frustrated, but you're frustrated? That is a great uh, example of of great reporting. Yeah. He, lo- he listened to the words that were said. I'm not so frustrated that I want to quit. Well, that indicates that you're frustrated, but not so frustrated that yeah. you'll quit. Yeah. That's awesome that he picked up on that. Yeah. And then I-, I don't really watch MSNBC, so I don't know the cast of characters over there. Uh, I believe Katie Turr works over there. And she's she's pretty great. Um, I don't. I don't know all those people, but I, I think a lot of times it just comes down to who it is that you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and he mentioned Brian Kilmeade, who is a turd and has, a turd. has been a turd for a long time. And I don't know if he is malicious and just doesn't know better. But I think I, he's just a dumb guy. 
I have started to move away from that and started to believe that he is malicious. Really? After all the Jimmy Kimmel stuff. Hmm. And I, I don't know if that is fair, but that's it's what it is. That's what's happened. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for the call, Eric. We appreciate it. On to another. Hey, guys. Brittany from Mississippi here. Um, I just have a question. We keep talking about unifying and unity and how in times like these, everybody comes together. Is it just me or do I, am I the only one who notices that people are spending more time arguing about gun control or standing for the damn national anthem or... I mean, that's all I see. Oh, I'm going to boycott the NFL. Well, that's fine. I have two fantasy football teams, and I love football. And I completely understand why these guys are kneeling. And hell, when I'm sitting at home watching football, I don't stand for the national anthem. I sit on my my couch. So, uh, you know, why why are people so... You think boycotting the NFL is going to hurt these guys' feelings? And they're calling them spoiled, rich, whatever... They do. Why do people think they're boycotting the flag? What is this bullshit? Why can't people shut their mouth for five minutes and read something, read something all the way through, <laughs> not just the parts they want to read, read all the way through and understand what the fuck these people are kneeling on their goddamn knees for? I am so sick of people not stopping for five minutes and listening to the other side. All they want to do is argue. We don't have unity in this country. This is the most divided in my lifetime I think I've ever seen. And it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. But you've got... Donald Trump up there offering his thoughts and prayers because in times of tragedy, that's when we all come together. No, it fucking, no, no, we don't. No, we don't. 9-11, sure, we came together. That was under a different president, a different time. People weren't so, you know, hard up for a flag or hard up for a, a what, whatever. I don't even know. I'm so pissed off. I'm so sick of hearing people argue that's, and reading it on social media that's all anybody can do. If you're, if you're anti-gun, you're a Hillary lover, or you're a snowflake, or you're a this, or you're a that. Why are we still talking about Hillary? Why? I'm surprised nobody's blamed Obama for anything yet. <sighs> I'm sorry. I know I'm ranting. I just, it just, I'm, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I just wish everybody would just calm the fuck down. Ugh, that's all, guys. Love the show, and of course, we Britneys are always the best part. So um, my favorite part of that call was the uh, <laughs> fist. Yeah, the table. Yeah, smashing <laughs> into the table. Um, I I have many thoughts. I'm trying. I don't to know that I them. agree. I'm not sure that I agree. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree about the arguing on Facebook, but I do want to comment on. That's also that's Brittany from Mississippi. Yeah. So that that matters, I think, a lot. That her yeah. network is a lot of Mississippians. A lot of people in the South. I'm not going to play it, but I think everybody knows where my finger and what button it's on. <laughs> so I think that people do know why they're kneeling. I think that it's just easier to uh, change the narrative into what you want it to be so you can advance your arguments. You really think that? I 
It's. I mean, it depends on who it is. Hmm. But let's take uh, Tommy Lahren, for example. You think she gets it? She gets it. And it's not in her best interest to uh, show that she gets it. They're just not going to sign her check if she doesn't say the other thing. Yeah, and people aren't going to be happy with her right. if she doesn't say the other thing. So she's saying what the the base wants to hear. Especially now that she's... Right. Fox News. So also, in terms of the divisiveness, you have Donald Trump tweeting things like this 18 hours ago. Hard to believe that the Democrats, who have gone so far left that they are no longer recognizable, are fighting so hard for sanctuary crime. Okay, so you have the Republican president tweeting negative things about Democrats and how they've gone so far left that we can't even deal with them anymore. Let me say this. When you take your party so far right... Those who were left of center seem like they're on the extreme left because you've moved so far the other direction. That's what's happening. Well, what I'm saying is when the president is saying that, yeah. that is informing the base and that is inflaming them. And then they feel as though that rhetoric is appropriate because the president is saying it. Right. They're not doing anything the president's not. Right. And <laughs> liberal has already been used as a slur. I mean, this this didn't happen when Donald Trump became president. Right, sure, sure. But he is he's making that worse, where the hatred and vitriol directed toward liberals is becoming pretty extreme. Yeah. And I don't think it's just liberals that are that are getting it, because obviously people hate Trump supporters too. So it's not like they are. Well, we're going to talk about Bob Corker later in Dollamocracy. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Yeah. It's Republicans are also yeah. turning on Donald that's Trump right. now. And I don't know. It's, so the Republican senator from Tennessee apparently is a fucking cuck. He's a liberal too, huh? The Republican from Tennessee. Yeah, well, and Get I think the fuck out of that's here. the scariest part of it is when you see people that are not um, placing emphasis on facts. <laughs> right. And instead are just clinging to... Um, whatever Donald Trump says. L- let me address one thing that Brittany said, and that is about uh, these NFL players who are choosing to kneel, and many of them now are, have their hands on their hearts while kneeling. So it is clearly just an act of protest while still honoring the flag and the anthem when, with their hand on their heart. This whole narrative that they're just spoiled rich brats yeah, because we know how many multimillionaires send their kids to the NFL. The preponderance of the of the members, the, the the players in the NFL, came up from nothing, and it's because of their athletic prowess and their physical prowess that they're there, not because their daddy got them there, got them into Harvard like Jared Kushner. And where are these people? Why don't they ask them? Hey, I want to understand more. Why? Why are you kneeling? Ask them. And if you don't believe the answer, your heart's not in the right place. Yeah. I think it's also the the comments about the players kneeling are less about the players kneeling and more about conveying a message of the team that they are on. So, I support Donald Trump. Yeah, I am a sure. patriot. This is who I am. Yeah. 
I stand for the anthem. I stand. Hashtag I stand. I don't kneel, whatever. Um, that's more about, it's more about conveying the message, how they want to appear to people than it is about being pissed off about the players. And I'm not saying for everybody, because obviously there's some people out there. Um, <laughs> but for, for a lot of people, I think that's the case. Yeah. It's more um, a signal of what team they belong to. For sure. All right. Next call. Hi guys, it's Daya from New Hampshire. Um, I just want to point out the hypocrisy of Fox News when talking about Harvey Weinstein. Um, Can I just point out the obvious that it is a second call <laughs> about the much favorited Fox News? Like, they had Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> like, not even a year ago. Like, this was what, last summer, that all that shit went down, and then they're pointing the finger back at the Democrats and saying that, oh, they didn't say anything about Harvey Weinstein. Well, they didn't even acknowledge Bill O'Reilly. And not even that, Tommy Lahren went back to work for Fox News after the entire Bill O'Reilly scandal. And I'm not condoning anything that anybody ever said, like, said to her about the Come thing that was disgusting and awful, but for the love of God, like you can't call Democrats hypocrites for not standing up, which for against Harvey, which by the way they totally did, but and then work for the company that made Bill O'Reilly, like holy shit, like that is not a thing that's okay. Ugh. Especially since Fox News didn't just ignore Bill O'Reilly's sexual scandals. They literally permitted it and paid out his lawsuits until it no longer became, like, financially viable. Like, it's literally, that was the only reason he got kicked off the show, because the ads would no longer support him. Like, good lord. Ugh. Anyways, hope you guys are doing well. Bye. <laughs> bye. I love so, the bye. It isn't bye. just it isn't just that. It is also Roger Ailes. And when Roger Ailes And Eric Bowling. And Eric Bowling. But when Roger Ailes was pushed out, you had Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson talking about how much they loved Roger Ailes. Yeah. And you know, Shepard Smith did this too. But it was it was different when Shepard Smith did it because it was I'm not saying that what he did was uh, great because he was still kind of honoring this person who um, obviously was well, he, accused of he doing tempered terrible things. it while acknowledging. Yeah, he still acknowledged it, though, is yeah. why I'm saying it's different, because he said, listen, this is my personal experience with him and this is what he did for my career. But I'm also acknowledging that this terrible stuff happened. He also put it in the context of. In this corporate culture, I'm a gay man, and I brought my partner yeah. to Fox News corporate events, and he let it be known. Roger Ailes let it, it makes me emotional, let it be known, Shepard's okay with me. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you say some shit, it's going to be a fucking problem for you, because Shepard Smith is my guy. Right. And that, listen, that's that cuts to the quick. That's He acknowledged that he's a terrible person and victimized women, but... We're all complex people, and he also helped him tremendously. Yeah, that's kind of what the argument was, that it, it's this complex thing. And he really took like 15 minutes to lay the whole thing yeah, out. If yeah. you haven't seen it, it's probably on YouTube. But uh, Bill O'Reilly's having a little com comeback tour right now with his on new book. On Fox. Yeah, and Laura Ingram's having him on. I mean, it's the hypocrisy is off the charts. Which, by the way, 
is corporate sponsored. Yeah. Corporate. It's not like, what? Bill O'Reilly was on. Well, you got to let us know if that's going to happen. They fucking know. Yeah. It's cleared with the top brass before Bill O'Reilly makes the air. But it isn't even just that. Because it is also Donald Trump who has at least 12 accusers. 15. And they, his supporters, his female supporters as well, brush this off as though, yeah. and then they say, Hollywood, call out Harvey Weinstein. Okay, they did. Not, He's yeah. gone. He's fucking fired. He'll never be back. No. It's likely his company is no longer. Yeah. There were reports um, and I don't know if this is reputable. It was in the LAist that said he was at his daughter's house and the cops got called because he was suicidal hmm. like two days ago. Okay. Well, this, this guy's not having a good time. Jeff Bezos just pulled out of a major movie deal with Weinstein, Weinstein company over, over this. You fucked me up about his name. By yeah. The way. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it's financial ruin is on the brink right now. Yeah. This guy is not having a good time consequences and he will not ever have a good time yeah because he's not going to be welcomed back in but you have donald trump elected president and all of the excuses were made for him oh that's locker room talk what well what if people just said oh you know that video where he's trying to you know make her shower or watch him in the shower that's just like you know he's just playing a little game <laughs> isn't that cute <laughs> well not only that he, it wasn't just locker room talk. He was explaining his methodology. Yeah. This is what you do. When you're a star. They let you do it. They let you do it. You can do anything. Yeah. Grab them by the pussy. He's not saying, I think this is how it works. Yeah. He's saying, trust me, I know because I'm a star and this is how it works. By the way, can you imagine Harvey having a similar conversation with someone where he says, listen, when you're a powerful star... This is what happens. This is, they let you do it. Yes. Where he, he, in his weird brain, thinks that they let you do it. Yeah. Well, this is also almost what we listened to on the audio last episode. I'm a very famous man. Right. Don't embarrass me in this hotel. Right. It's the same kind of thing. So, yeah, listen, I, I agree with Daria. It's, it's, uh, it's troubling that so many on the, and also, Quit bringing up Bill Clinton. We get it. In the late 90s, he was a piece of shit. He's likely still a piece of shit. Yeah, it's so strange. But if you st if you think Bill o. Clinton was a terrible president because of what he did, then fuck you if you vote for Donald Trump. The same exact standard that you apply to Bill Clinton should naturally be applied to, 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 to Donald Trump. And vice versa. If you let Donald Trump off the hook... You got to let Clinton off the hook. Am I just naive to think that if I were to sit down with someone who believes it's just locker room talk that I could convince them in about 20 minutes and have them re reverse their position? Face to face, maybe. I, face to face. Not online. Yeah. Face to face. Yeah. Maybe. I think, you, I think it's possible. Yeah. We should try it. That'd be really fun. Do you know someone who would be willing <laughs> to sit down with Brittany Page? Yeah. That is a question. All right. Let's move on to another call. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. It's Emma from Minnesota. <laughs> Rage doesn't even begin to describe my feelings towards the fact that we worked so hard to defeat all of these 
awful human rights violation level healthcare bills that the Republicans pitched and with a stroke of a pen, Donald Trump just fucking did it anyway. Anyway, rage about that aside, uh, I had a debate in my political theory class the other day about whether democracy is in decline. And it ended up being largely about Donald Trump's behavior and the GOP's behavior. And I was wondering what you guys think with all of these executive orders and all of these things that clearly go against what democracy should look like. Is our democracy feeding itself to the point of decline? Anyway, thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. That this is one of those calls that I wish I would have maybe listened to prior to just play, play it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say this, though. Um, I, no, I don't think so. I think it's too early to tell. At first glance, it would seem like democracy is in decline. Is that uh, globally or is she talking about just here? I'm going to just talk about the United States. Okay. Although that's probably not they would, what they were doing. Because mm-hmm. I don't have my finger on the pulse of, of Spain right now, of, of Great Britain, of France. Although the truth won out in France. Yeah, well, apparently the the world is less democratic than it was 10 years ago. According to? The Economist Intelligence Unit's Democracy Index. Hmm. That's some quick Googling right there. Yeah. yeah. No, I knew that. So... <laughs> 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 it's just witty, witty Brittany, everybody. So, so Emma, let me say this. Um, yeah, I think at first glance it would seem that way, but we don't know yet. We have our democratic processes in place. And if Donald Trump successfully serves his first term unimpeded, then I would say that, yeah, democracy is on the decline. If he succeeds, well, maybe I'm even making an argument against our constitutional system that maybe it's not as perfect as I thought. I don't know. I think the argument could be made. This is a great. I'm really taking a stand here, Brittany. Uh, the The argument could be made either way. I Let me say this. God damn, I'm all over the board. I believe that the, the, the electoral college should be done away with. I think it is a an archaic, and I don't mean that as a negative, like it's archaic. It's archaic. It, 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 was, it's, it, it served a purpose for a, a, a bygone era. It no longer serves that purpose. It doesn't take weeks to get the vote tally anywhere anymore. We know right away, we have instant access to information. And it also disenfranchises massive portions of America. And I'm not just talking about Democrats. If you're a Democrat in Idaho or Oklahoma or Texas, your vote doesn't count. Conversely, if you're a Republican in California or New York, your vote doesn't count. That shouldn't be the case. Every Republican vote in California should count. Toward the president. Every Republican vote in New York should count 
and it doesn't anymore, or it never has. I mean, as far as the electoral college system is concerned, that is not democratic. It should be one person, one vote, and each one counts. So that's not getting less democratic, though. That's just our fucking system since the founding. So Emma, correct? Emma. She uh, referenced executive orders specifically, though. And today, Donald Trump signed his 49th executive order. Yeah. And um, I've seen some articles today <laughs> discussing or comparing uh, Donald Trump's executive orders through this date to other presidents. Um, hmm. through, and there through this are more, date. more. His. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Obama had 26. <laughs> and he was crucified for executive order use. And he by actually the has the least amount yeah. in this time. And this is through October 13th. And the most is Eisenhower. Um, and then Johnson, then Kennedy, and then Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and remember, Donald Trump mocked Obama for his executive orders, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to answer the question and wrap my head around really with the reasoning because that is a constitutional um, function of the presidency. It was written into the Constitution uh, early on, presidents were using executive orders. Now, it's not in place of legislation. It's not a law that gets signed. It can be overturned with the stroke of a pen by the next president. And there are limits to it. So if, again, if our system isn't working well, it's more of a constitutional crisis than a democratic process, uh, crisis. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think the question needs to be more fine-tuned maybe we should get somebody on the show who's a you know a democracy expert yeah <laughs> emma do you have someone you would recommend who's your professor in this class maybe we should talk to them seriously yeah that would be a good time unless mm -hmm. they're stupid unless they're a shitty professor yeah like you've never had a shitty professor come on are you looking at me yeah yeah i have only had great professors <laughs> And hello to any and all of you that are listening. All right. Well, so thanks for the call, Emma. We appreciate it. Let's move on. Another Minnesota call. What is happening? Hello, Jesse and Brittany. Uh, my name is Lionel. I'm calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm an avid listener. Um, I decided I'd give a, you guys a call and, you know, see if I can get my voice in the pot. But I'm sitting here on this beautiful sunny day in Minnesota, and I just turned on the news and it seems as though our 45 um, is thinking about rescinding the Iran nuclear deal. Last night, um, he did cancel the Affordable Care Act subsidies for poor people and it just seems like he is hellbound and just making everything worse for poor people in this country. Um, I immigrated to the States in 2004, and I can honestly say this is the best country in the world, but these days it's really starting to seem as though we're just headed down the wrong path, and I don't know what it's going to take for us to get back to what we need to get back to. But yeah, um, 
I'm an avid listener. My name is Lionel. And um, Brittany is obviously the best part. Goodbye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Thank you, Lionel. Bye. That is so nice. Yeah, real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I can... Um, it doesn't take a mind reader or some kind of a communications expert to sense the... I don't want to say destitution, but or depression, but some mild level of despondence, malaise, concern, melancholy, and uh, keep your chin up. And it's not one of those, if we don't go back to work, the terrorists win, but you don't want to give him the satisfaction that he's got you down. I don't think. And also, again, kind of related to what Emma was asking about and what I was maybe not answering but saying. Let's give this time. The removal of a president isn't, it shouldn't happen in short order. We don't want it to be easy to have the opposing party remove a president. Imagine. If it was so easy for Republicans to boot Barack Obama out of office, you want it to be tough. You want it to be exceedingly difficult to remove someone who was duly and freely elected. Now, we find out that he wasn't duly and freely elected because Russia had their thumb on the fucking scale. Then that's a that's a different story. But let's all keep our chin up. Be positive. Shit's happening. We don't know about it because it's being done the right way, but shit is happening relative to the Mueller investigation. Well, and he talked about the Iran deal specifically. Oh, right, yeah. And that's concerning because he's accusing them of... (laughs) Not living up to the spirit of the deal. Of violating the agreement in several different ways. Yeah. But the thing is that um, his own government... And uh, European allies and the International Atomic Energy Agency. They all disagree. They disagree. Yeah. And so he's just creating chaos, it seems. For no fucking reason. Yeah, for no reason. Because no one seems to agree with what he's saying. And it, it just seems as though he's wanting to reverse everything that Obama did, wanting to be the complete opposite. That is how it seems. And, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Well, let me say this, give some advice, because I catch myself doing this. I catch myself having sympathy for the nation of Iran because Donald Trump is talking shit about them. That's not, we should not be doing that. (laughs) Do not fall into the trap that I've caught myself falling into. And I only mention it because if I'm falling into it, there must be others too. Iran is no good. The Ayatollahs, the leaders, it is a theocracy, a supporter of terrorism, giving lots of money to, to terrorist organizations to carry out murder of innocent people. They are not good. The the Persian people, the Iranian people, are decent human beings. And they live under an autocratic, shitty theocracy. So Donald Trump is right to want to hold their feet to the fire. 
But if we have a workable deal in place that they're abiding by, why not stick with it? The other thing that it does, it sends a, a message, a clear, resounding message to North Korea that even if we do negotiate with you, Kim Jong-un, you can't count on the fact that we're going to stick to it because we violate our agreements and our word with other nations. That's exactly what's happening. It's imperiling, it's imperiling our di diplomacy with North Korea by reneging on the deal with, with Iran. Yeah. So like I said, chaos. Chaos. For no reason. For, for no fucking reason. And even when he gives his, his reasoning, it's, you know, he says, I've been saying for a long time that it's one of the worst deals that's ever been made. Um. You know, what does that mean? It's not selling an apartment building, I Dick. want him to break it down yeah. and really explain it to people. Well, why? Specifically, why? Tell us. But he just wants to repeat the line that he... I'll that he's tell you been, why. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit. Indeed. It is prick shit, Brittany. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of prick shit indeed. All right, let's let's move on. Final call. Final call. Hey, Jesse, this is Ken from Missouri. I just got done watching your latest uh, video about, um, it might have been your latest, but actually, but it uh, is the one pertaining to Pence's trip to San Francisco. Uh, man, I really appreciate you sounding off on this. It shed so much insightfulness to the subject that people are blind to, obviously. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for being a true patriot and, honestly, a hero, uh, in my opinion. Uh, as a, a veteran myself, uh, we need more people like you uh, that have the soundboard and the platform that you do. I saw a couple of negative videos about you from somebody, and what? it just prompted me to uh, want to call and just thank you again. And don't let people... I don't know what happened there. Again, maybe I should listen to the calls <laughs> before we play them on the show. Well, I just want to say one thing. You're welcome. And um, yeah, that was so nice of you to call and thank me um, for all the work <laughs> that I've done. Um, it doesn't sound like Ken is a listener to the podcast. It does not. Do you think Ken might tune in to maybe hear himself on the show? I have no idea. Ken, if you're listening, you had better subscribe to the show because that's what we like. Subscribers. That's <laughs> what we like. <laughs> There's no perfect segue, more perfect segue to Patreon than that. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. Tom. Tom. Tom, that is awesome. Thank you very much. We appreciate you joining, being the latest member of our Patreon family. Uh, it is It is through your dedication and just like others your your 200 and some compatriots 
that we are continuing to do what we do. So we appreciate it very much. We also received a donation on PayPal. Of course we did. From Trevor. Yes. I Well, I can't forget. We received a very generous, beautiful donation from Trevor on, yes. on PayPal. Thank you very much. That, again, is another way, if you are averse to signing up to a monthly deal, is the one-time donations are beautiful. We appreciate it. You guys are are awesome. Also, the holidays are coming up. So remember, if you are going to do your shopping on Amazon, click through the Amazon link on dollamore.com. You can use dollamore.com slash Amazon. That is right. And do your shopping, and there's no extra charge to you, but we do get a little bit of a treat on the back end. <laughs> a little treat. Yeah. As I say, if you're going to spend your money anyway, why not help move the conversation forward on your favorite podcast field with news. News. And ridiculous comment. I haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, I don't think that's how you normally say it. But like you always say. But like I always say what? I don't know. That's prick shit, bro. It's really falling that's apart. That's prick shit. Falling apart. So listen, here's the deal. We're, 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 we're almost to an hour now. And we haven't even gotten to Dolomocracy. So... We're going to have to cut the, this show short, and then next week, let's just do hashtag third episode. Yeah. In another move, showing what you could have if you became a Patreon supporter. We'll end the show now. A little bit short, a little bit different than we normally do. Next week, we will get into this corker stuff that will probably still be happening. Talk about the threat relative to the North Korea conflict. Talk about the Iran deal. Because Donald Trump has now made Senator Corker his go-to punching bag. He's blaming the Iran deal on Senator Corker when he was against it the entire time. Because Donald Trump is a fucking liar. He doesn't rely on the truth. He doesn't rely on the facts. He doesn't rely on on an accurate view of history. He's a moron. According to his own Secretary of State. We'll, get, we'll cover all that and more on the next show. If you have questions, if you have queries, if you have issues you'd like to talk about, including you and your professor, Emma, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love you guys. We appreciate you. It is a joy being able to move the conversation forward with you fine folks all over the world every single week. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. So there was times where I was like trying to talk shit to you, and it was, no, it was not going to happen. So that's all I have to do. Yeah, shove a chip right in my face. (laughs) That's covered in Carolina Reaper chili dust. Yeah. And I'm done. Done.